0: Ladies, gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome to the end of week two, Monday Night Football, New Orleans Saints and the Las Vegas, no longer the Oakland, the Las Vegas Raiders. We're going to have a showdown slate here with a couple of hundred thousand dollar the first place. And I'm gonna start this bad boy off with just sort of my early interest in this video. We'll have a live stream later today where we're finish it off. I have my projections right now done for this game. If you are a priority or Hall of Fame member, you'll be getting those showdown projections. We have the Sunday night ones out for free for the second straight week. So be sure to hop over to Patreon, check it all out if you have not yet already. Loads of stuff that's offered there. There's a whole drop-down that tells you everything that you are going to get when you become a priority member, a Hall of Fame member, or whatever it might be, all sports. But welcome in to the channel and the podcast. I'm excited to break this down. We're gonna go through it. It's gonna be an interesting matchup, like the final matchup of week one. We're we can start this bad boy off right away. But before we do, please do hit that like button. We crushed through twenty eight thousand subscribers. Thank you all so much. Be sure to hit the big old subscribe button that's popping up right now. And this video is brought to you by Monkey Knife Fight. And oh ho oh, oh, ho, I got an offer for you because okay, this is what Monkey Knife Fight said they're doing. They're saying you know what, football's back. We got to try and make some money. We got to try and get some people on our site. Let's just give some free dollarouskis away to the communities of some of our creators or some of our partners. And I happen to be one of those people. So what Monkey Knife Fight said they're doing is up to fifty dollars, one hundred percent deposit match. So right now, if you're watching this promo code Vetri or listening V E T R I we'll get you 100% deposit match up to $50. You want to put $20 in and play some player props tonight somewhere? Why not a monkey Night fight? Will you get $20 back for free? You want to be a heavy hitter and put $50 in? Bam, you now have $100 in your account because they're going to match you $50 rooskies. No slow drip, no catch. The second you do that, you'll be get matched with that bonus. But you have to remember to use promo code VETRI, V-E-T-R-I, to let them know that you came from me. And they say, okay, okay, let's give this player the dollar rooskies because they know what's going on. They know what's going on. So you go over there, you play some props. If you have my projections, you'll be able to get some of the fantasy props for the fantasy points over under otherwise they have receptions yards all that type of stuff So be sure to check them out linked down below like subscribe let's get into this bad boy so we're going to start off right now I have four guys as yeses but I am interested in more people than that of course my player pool is going to consist of as of right now not the deepest of player pools I mean maybe I'll add in an extra player or so but on this slate between these two teams I mean there's no Michael Thomas and even then they're already playing kind of with short offenses if you can say so like the Saints usually don't use their wide receiver threes all that often they use their tight ends here and there so the kickers and defenses for showdowns are meh I guess you'll put them in there you see what get. But right now it seems like I'm going to be rolling with like right around twenty players in a player pool. Um if I add in Hunter Horenfo. If I don't it seems like nineteen. Well let's get into all of that, break it down at each player let's start off with Derek Carr the quarterback of the Las Vegas Raiders and he actually played very well in week one the eighth best yards per attempt with an 8.0 they beat the Carolina Panthers in kind of a shootout type of a game both teams I believe going over 30 points he was number five in accuracy he had the overall fourth best protection and it really showed he threw the ball only 30 times but it was fine he still threw three deep passes four red zone attempts and he had 177 air yards which was not good but it was actually the best out of the two quarterbacks in this game he ranked 27th in that department but whoa, well, Drew Brees had an awful week one and they still ended up winning so that was good to see for them against a pretty good opponent in Tampa Bay in week one. So Derek Carr, everything looked pretty solid in week one. Now the Saints overall in defense in week one were pretty solid. I mean, they were top 10 in secondary, but you have to also take into account that Mike Evans was not playing 100% healthy, but he usually does get shut down by Marshawn Lattimore over the past couple of years. They were fifth in tackling. They were 12th in pressure rate in week one. So this is going to be a tough matchup and a tougher matchup than you saw these uh, Las Vegas Raiders have in week one against the Panthers. I'll still have interest because it's a quarterback and it's a quarterback below $10,000. which We have not seen much of so far this season in these showdown slates. Darren Waller is going to be somebody that is just totally mispriced. Out of all the players in this slate, I think Darren Waller is the most mispriced player right now. He's only $7,400. He played 97% of the snaps, which is fourth most amongst tight ends in week one. He ran 26 routes and saw eight targets. And those eight total targets were second most in the league for a tight end tied with Logan Thomas, only behind Dallas Goddard after one week. A 28.6% target share led all tight ends in the NFL. He saw a red zone look. He had six catches for 45 yards, 7.5 yards per reception, and 31 yards after the catch. So he was heavily involved. He had the highest target share amongst all tight ends in the league, and he was the most targeted player by Derek Carr. Eight of Derek Carr's 30 pass attempts went to Darren Waller. And again, you have to try and take some of those out of there because a couple were throwaways. There's really 27 pass attempts and eight of them ended up going to Darren Waller. Next up is Alvin Kamara, who's expensive, the most expensive, but rightfully so. His, his teammate in Michael Thomas, who's a high usage player, a high volume player is not going to be out there. So Alvin Kamara is my highest projected player by over two fantasy points tonight. I have him for over 20 fantasy points. You can get all the projections down below on Patreon, link down below. But again, yeah, I'm going to have a lot of interest in Kamara. 65% of the snaps, he saw 20 total opportunities and eight targets. Is second most amongst running backs five red zone looks 67 total yards and five receptions he ran 23 routes his target share like how darren waller is number one against tight ends was number one against running backs with 26.7 percent led all running backs in week one very good to see but he saw a 1.3 very gross 1.3 yards per attempt. there is some concerns here they're going to be at least Favorited by Vegas by about five and a half points for this game. Maybe it moves to six, six and a half by the time that you're viewing this, but that's a concern because last week when they were ahead and they were ahead by a decent amount for most of that game, Latavius Murray ended up getting 16 carries. So although Alvin Kamara saw 20 opportunities and he ends up seeing overall, when you factor in his reception, 17 overall touches, he only saw 12 carries to 16 for Latavius Murray. So that's a concern for the overall workload of Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray was getting some red zone work. So is that the way that it's going to be this year? Was that just a week one fluke based on game script? Or if they get up ahead in these games like this, Line is going to predict, at least for this game more times than not, does avon Kamara see less touches overall and less money touches in the red zone and the receiving game? That would be the one concern with playing him. He's gonna be highly owned, he's gonna project out great, but I'm still probably going to play him. We'll see what happens closer to lock once all my line of constructions for 150s are going to be in. Next up, you get Drew Brees here. And yes, I'm gonna have interest in both quarterbacks on a showdown slate. I always will. They're going to score some of the most points in the slate. He's my second highest projected player on the overall slate, and that makes sense. But he's 10,600. He's also the second most expensive player on the slate. 30 attempts in week one, a third of those. 10 of his 30 attempts. red zone attempts and that makes sense when you have like your running backs running 29 times when you factor in Taysom hills rushing attempts they ran the ball over 30 times in week one compared to just having 30 attempts so they were as balanced as you can get three deep attempts he had pretty much average protection in week one ranking 15th 142 air yards not good 29th in the league 5.3 yards per attempt not good second worst in the league 31st overall he looked very bad in week one with a 28th ranked accuracy rating so very bad in week one and now he gets this raiders defense that ranked 25th overall in week one 28th in coverage bottom five in coverage so it's going to be a good matchup just 17th and pressure. They were 24th in tackling, 22nd against the run. They were not in the top half of the league in any statistical characteristic that really mattered for the most part uh, for defenses. So a better matchup for Drew Brees here. He's not going to have Michael Thomas as is a concern. And look, I don't have a ton of interest overall in Drew Brees. The issue is that this slate kind of looks gross overall. You have some players battling injury, some players stepping in with uncertain roles, and a lot of players who look like pretty good options priced up outside of maybe Darren Waller. Next up, Josh Jacobs, I will have some interest in right now. He had 25 carries in week one, 10 evaded tackles. This guy's just a beast. 81 yards after contact. He led the league in evaded tackles last year, and he jumps out to an early lead this year after one week, a 79.5% opportunity share. He ran 17 routes and actually saw six targets. So that was really good. He ended up seeing 31 opportunities from Josh Jacobs in week one, six red zone looks as well. Now, if they're going to be trailing in this one, we really need to see those routes run 17 last week. That's great. We have to see if they stabilize or increase to the 20 routes run range. And if that's the case, yes, $9,600 Josh Jacobs is expensive, but it'll start to be worth it if he can become game flow independent, kind of like Dalvin Cook was last year. Right now, I'll have some interest with the price point is a little bit hesitant for the fact that they're going to be underdogs in this one. But when you also factor in that he had 31 attempts last week, of course, if they're trailing, maybe not as many carries, but if you can get a couple more targets, that's where it really makes up for it. And the only reason I would be a little bit concerned is because they were actually using the running backs behind him. And it wasn't Jalen Rashard. It was actually Devonte Booker, the former Denver Bronco. He played 13% of the snaps. He saw seven opportunities and three targets, two red zone touches as well, 52 total yards and seven touches. He was very efficient with the second best yards per carry in the league after week one, of course, a very small sample of 7.1 yards per carry and over a 10% target share, 10.7%. So it's backup although of course 31 opportunities is fantastic for Josh Jacobs was indeed involved and they were for most parts of that game against Carolina ahead and they didn't really have to play from behind does Josh Jacobs stay on the field on third downs if they're down by 10 that's going to be the big question mark tonight if you're playing Josh Jacobs you need him on the field in those situations to pick up a couple more targets or at least pick up an extra reception or two or just have more opportunity in general and not squander a lot of it to Devante Booker or maybe an increased role for a guy like Jalen Rashard if they indeed start to play from behind this week which they didn't really do much of last week Henry Ruggs left last week's game and he was looking really good. Three catches, 55 yards, and he's going to probably draw a matchup against Marshawn Lattimore if he's healthy today. Now, according to at Gene Bromell on Twitter, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Lists a lot of injury news, very helpful source to be looking at. He said that this injury is going to definitely swell and hurt. It's just going to happen. It's just a matter of how the team wants to handle that. So as of right now, it is a true question mark. And if he does play, he will be playing through pain and maybe just some sort of injections or something. I'm not totally sure how that works. But he had 21 routes run before he left, five targets, and 18% target share before he left in week one. He was on his way to a very good game. I mean, in one half, he had three receptions for 55 yards. He's likely gonna have Marshawn Lattimore. He's at 6,800. I'm actually not going to have as much interest in him, knowing that this is actually a pretty debilitating injury that he's going to go up against, and a really tough matchup in Marshawn Lattimore. So as of right now at this price point, unless we get news that yeah he's 100% healthy, everything came back to normal. Doesn't seem like the doctors are saying that. So I don't know if I'm actually going to be getting too much Henry Ruggs today. I want to get maybe to a little bit more Brian Edwards, who's just too cheap. He's 4,800. Look, he didn't do much. He was running a lot of wind sprints in Week One, but he played 75% of the snaps, most out of all these wide receivers on the Raiders, and he ran 20 routes, only saw one target, so just 3.6% target share. No. targets, no red zone looks, two slot snaps. So that one target led to a catch for nine yards. So yeah, none of that's great, but I'll have a nice matchup against the Jenkins. In my opinion, it's kind of a neutral spot for a rookie. It's going to be a little bit brutal, of course, but I'm just really focusing on the price point of $4,800. Now I'm not overwhelmingly excited to play Brian Edwards, but I think as of right now, I have Brian Edwards projected for, if I look at this 2.4 fantasy points, less than Henry Ruggs. So I have Henry Ruggs projected for more, but he's also $2,000 more. If we look at this from a point per dollar perspective, I do have Brian Edwards as a better point per dollar play. I'm kind of still making up my mind on this, but Henry Ruggs' injury does seem a little bit debilitating we'll see when it gets closer to lock and we get more news on it but right now i lean to go to brian edwards for two thousand dollars less and a nicer multiplier on super draft at three compared to 2.45 for henry ruggs kickers and defenses i'm not going to break them down i have notes on the screen to kind of hit on those notes when i was talking about the quarterbacks you can look at those for kickers in lower total games when it's like in the low 40s you can try to play a kicker more often when it starts to approach this total which is like around 48 and a half 47 and a half maybe you can play kicker if you want i'm probably not going to play two in any lineups i'll have a rule against that Uh, i'm sure i'll have ownership to the kickers but no overwhelming amounts Um, this game is all over the place and there's a lot of cheaper players who can actually make an impact in my opinion so i don't know how much kickers will be viable at most i'll play one we talked about Devontae booker now emmanuel sanders and no michael thomas so many people are going to think emmanuel sanders is going to take over i haven't projected decent right now but he didn't really do much in week one he finds the end zone but 46 percent of the snaps 23 routes on, and he saw five targets so 16.7 percent target share one deep look and four red zone looks one of them ended up being a touchdown he finished with three receptions for 15 yards and a touchdown on five targets he just had five yards per receptions just six yards after the catch the positive notes for him no michael Thomas. So the target share for all these guys in general is likely going to increase from his 16.7 in week one on five targets. And he will have a nice matchup against Trevion Mullen, which is going to be a nice bonus. I believe a second year player in the Oakland secondary an Oakland secondary that does look very much susceptible as it did towards the end of last year. So $8,800 is expensive. I would prefer right now, Darren Waller at that price point, but in that range of $8,800, the $8,000 range is made up of two New Orleans saints, Emmanuel Sanders and Jared cook right now. I think I have interest in both of them. I don't really prefer one over the other. They kind of project out similar based on their price points. Um, to each other in terms of point per dollar they're both looking like a 1.5 1.52 value play for me but Jared Cook was much more involved in the week one 66% of the snaps 21 routes run and seven targets that, so that means he was targeted on a third of his routes one which is pretty crazy a 23.3% target share one deep look one red zone look he had 71 air yards, which was fifth amongst tight ends he finished with five receptions for 80 yards no touchdowns 16 yards per reception and he did have a drop so $8,000 Jared Cook definitely in play for me and the only reason that these guys aren't yeses is between Jared Cook Emmanuel Sanders uh, Henry Ruggs Brian Edwards all these guys are going to be on the field Josh Jacobs you can throw in there at $9,600. None of them overwhelmingly stand out from a projection standpoint, like um, Darren Waller does, like Alvin Kamara does, like the quarterbacks normally will just from a pure point standpoint. So yes, I do have Josh Jacobs projected pretty highly. I've been projected for more right around the same as his quarterback, but he's also a decent amount more expensive, $400, $500 more. Next up, Traquan Smith at $6,400, kind of a pretty nice bump here. Obviously, he's now going to become the wide receiver too, maybe the wide receiver one, depending on where he plays with no Michael Thomas out there, but he's still firmly behind, in my opinion, Alvin Kamara. He's likely in-liner behind Jared Cook and Emmanuel Sanders, so he's not going to be that much of an upgrade when you have such a lethal pass catching running back number one in the league in target share in week one in your backfield, and Kamara. He'll likely see Arnett, which is a positive matchup for sure. He played 65% of the snaps, saw just one target on 24 routes. I assume that'll go up this week as he had 77% route participation. He just was doing a lot of wind sprints out there. His price point is kind of expensive, 6,400. I was hoping to see a 5K price tag, something that we saw in John Ross in that Thursday night football game, but we didn't get that. So I'm going to be a little bit hesitant on Traquan Smith, who as of right now, I only have projected for 7.1 fantasy points, which makes him one of the worst value plays pretty much above on the slate right now. Like if I'm looking at this, taking out guys that probably aren't going to get a lot of run like Nelson Aguilar, who's on here. And that's just crazy that he's so expensive as he is. I don't know how much routes he's actually going to run. Maybe, maybe if there's no Henry Runs, he gets on the field. But as of right now, yeah, if you take out guys like Nelson Aguilar, um, outside of that, like he's the worst value play on my slate right now in Traquan Smith doesn't mean he can't go off. He's obviously almost a one-trick pony right down the field, field stretcher. He can hit a huge bomb and then his one target turns into a 50-yard touchdown. It doesn't really matter in the showdown slate and he's in the winning lineup. Next up, Latavius Murray for me. played a lot of snaps. We talked about 16 overall attempts and you add in a target, he had 17 opportunities. Uh, he ended up seeing 34% of the snaps, ended up seeing six red zone looks as well, 15 carries for 48 yards. So I think it was 16 overall opportunities, not 17. Three routes run, just 3.2 yards per carry. He wasn't good in week one, but he was facing a very good Tampa Bay defensive line. And if he gets this usage again against Oakland, you'd imagine that he's going to be seeing more than three yards per carry. So This is where if they're going to get a lead, at least through week one, they said, you know what, let's get a little bit more usage in there. We're going to rely on our running game over 30 rushing attempts to just 30 passing attempts. So Latavius Murray definitely in play because he's also cheap. He's cheaper than the kickers. And if he's going to get that much usage, he literally had six red zone attempts on 15 overall attempts. If he's going to get that much usage, especially by the red zone, all this guy has to do is fall into the end zone and he's getting you kicker points for cheaper than a kicker price with obviously more upside than that. Deontay Harris, wide receiver three, I would imagine he'll compete with some taste on Hill and three wide receiver sets tonight. Played just 12% of the snaps in week one. No Mike Thomas. so We're just expecting that to go up now projects to split there but again he's going to be behind cook sanders he's going to be behind behind kamara probably traequan smith so at best you're 4b to five, a option on this team right now. I don't know how much I'll trust that, but the price point is cheap at 2,400. He did run three routes and saw one target in week one. And then my last interest as of right now will be Taysom Hill. He ended up seeing a lot of usage, three rushes for 13 yards, just all over the place, three rushes, 13 yards, one reception, 14 yards, and one pass attempt for a 38 yard completion. So taking out that 38 yard completion, which is like a point and a half for fantasy, he still ended up seeing four overall touches for 27 yards at $2,200. That was pretty decent. He saw a red zone. Look, you're pretty much banking on a touchdown here from Taysom Hill, whether he's passing it, receiving it or rushing it in. And since there's no Michael Thomas, I assume he'll be more involved. So, twenty-two hundred dollar Taysom Hill, which is normally his price point on the showdown sites, anyways, is going to be even more involved now if there's no Michael Thomas. He'll be in my player pool for right now. The guy that I don't have on here is Hunter Renfro. This is the guy that I'll probably end up adding to my player pool later on. Get twenty players in there. But it was kind of concerning week one to see Hunter Renfro's role. Forty-three percent of the snaps. He only ran seventeen routes. He only saw two targets. It was dominated in the middle of the field by a guy in Darren Waller. The rookies were seeing a lot more of the snaps in general, and I didn't like it. One red zone look on his two targets. Two catches for twenty-one yards. He saw just ten point five yards. Per reception and 15 yards after the catch. So look, 15 yards after the catch is nice to see if you're only having 21 total yards, but he just wasn't involved at all with a 7% target share. Obviously, this is one week, we don't want to overreact a ton. So as of right now, I'll just make him a yes, you can see he's the last guy on the screen right now. I'll just make him not a yes, but a maybe look 43% of the snaps and only seeing 17 routes run. That's a concern. He ran most of his snaps about 81% of them 21 slot snaps, and most of his routes out of the slot, but he wasn't on the field in two wide receiver sets. That was the two rookies. So if Ruggs is healthy and out there, he won't be again. And then in three wide receiver sets, he was getting out Worked pretty much by Darren Waller in the middle of the field. We'll see if that continues much, but then the rest of the guys I don't have any interest in. They didn't play enough snaps, or I really don't want to get them. They didn't run enough routes. And Jason Witten, Jalen uh Nelson Aguilar. I can see Rashard's role increasing, but it seems like Devontae Booker is firmly ahead of him, at least after week one. I don't want any of these guys, so it looks like it will be a pretty firm player pool of about 20 players tonight, and we shall go from there. I'll be live tonight around maybe 6 p.m. Eastern time for an hour before the game starts, so you can join in then. Please do before you go. Please do hit that like button and the subscribe button and support the sponsor of the show, Monkey Knife Fight. You will get a 100% deposit bonus. Up to $50 rooskies on Monkey Knight Fight. If you use the promo code Vetri, that is V E T R I. It's a prop betting site. You could bet the more or less, over under, on fantasy points, receptions, all that type of stuff. So if you're gonna play props anyways tonight, you might as well get a little bit of a bonus. If you're gonna put $25 in anyways tonight, 10, 50, whatever it is, you're gonna get 100% deposit match up to that $50 rooskies. You put 50 in, you got 100 to play with. Promo code Vetri, V E T R I. We'll let them know that you came for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hit that like and subscribe before you go, and I'll see you in the next one, which is later tonight. So if you're watching on the YouTube channel, hit the notification bell as well so you get notified of when I go live at 6 p.m. Thanks everybody, advancing